All right, guys, we are back with another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, how are you, sir? <laughs> Undefeated. 1-0. <and> oh. <laughs> hey, what are we talking here? You don't think I'm feeling great? <laughs> Steelers you are know, on fire out the gate. Let's go. I love that there was a football <laughs> game last night. It felt, um, it felt good. To have football back, it always feels good. It felt... It felt great that two of the top four, easily top four, NFL fan bases were in, in, in one stadium last night, and it just felt like an authentic football game. It didn't feel like a normal preseason game. Obviously, it became that, um, but for a minute, it felt pretty good. And, uh, yeah, we're obviously talking more football today, and um, mm-hmm. big news out of this division, too, that we'll get to here momentarily. But, uh, yeah, Steelers 1-0, and... I mean, going to reset here in two weeks. But <laughs> and also, guys, we're going to add a little something new to the rest of these division breakdowns. We are going to go by position groups, and we're going to do a little back-and-forth draft to try and get a relative top 16. Some will be arguable, some may be definitive to some people, but we just thought it would be another fun thing to do with the NFL Top 100 coming out here soon. And, and you know, the Madden ratings, and everybody likes lists, so it should be fun. Yeah, we'll do those at the the end of the breakdown. And the one thing that um, that we do is we do draft style. We've done this for the NBA. We've done this in uh, we've done this in mock drafts. Obviously, we we enjoy the draft style between Brad and I because it does one thing typically. Uh, it takes out bias from one person, you know, because obviously one person is able to correct a mistake that maybe the other person made. Quotations if you're on YouTube watching us here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're excited for it. We already got into a, a little hot debate right before we started. Crazy. We won't go into it. We'll get right into the AFC East, the best division in football. Here we, <laughs> Here we go. We're going to start off with, uh, as I said, the, the best division in football, the worst team in the league last year, in my opinion. Um, they just happened to get bailed out late in the year. But it's the New York Jets. Um they were 2-14 and 14 last year. They started 0-6 in the division. They fired Adam Gase, and they hired Robert Sala. Um, <clears throat> you have a fun little quote about Adam Gase, and I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you remember oh, it? I don't. Okay, it's about the it's about the, the analyst, about the peewee football. I always forget it. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, he said, I have the privilege of having a nephew who's in peewee football, and I wouldn't want Adam Gase to coach that team. <laughs> I don't remember who said it. Gosh, I don't remember who said it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. I so hard when that happened. I love that because, honestly, Adam Gase has lived off the coattails of coaching Peyton Manning. Not even coaching. He was the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning, I should say. And Peyton say. Manning was the offensive coordinator. Yes. He just had a clipboard. Yeah, you hold the clipboard. But the Jets did do a lot of things offensively this offseason, and it is worthy to talk about. They went out and got Corey Davis um, from the Tennessee Titans, a former first-round wide receiver. I think he was even he was definitely a top-ten pick, I think. He was um, first, I think, out of Western Michigan. Yeah, he was like the yeah. overall. Big, tall, physical receiver. He's definitely – he hasn't lived up to the number five pick, but he's been a good pit player. We're, we're not disparaging him. He got he's better when they went from Mariota to Tannehill. His numbers Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they drafted Zach Wilson, number two overall, and they pretty much did that months in advance. It was really never 
yeah, obviously no selections made, but there was never really any other quarterback slotted in there. It was Trevor's going to the Jags, and then you got um, the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. So out of BYU, they're really excited about him. But then they do a move. I don't remember where their original pick was. I'm sorry I don't have the details here, but they trade back up, and they draft Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard out of USC. We both loved that move. We thought that was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, the last note I have on them, we'll get to in a little bit. What did you have on the Jets? Well, so yeah, the Jets, they also added Keelan Cole, who had a good year with yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, a, a low, low key pickup. They grabbed Tevin Coleman at running back and then draft Michael Carter in the second round. Uh, they draft Elijah Moore. So I have some interesting statistics here, both offense and defense and how bad they were. Um, they had 11 games where they allowed 25 or more points and nine games where they allowed 30 or more. And then on the offensive side, they had 12 games where they scored 25 or less points and seven games with 10 or less points. So they were terrible on offense and they were terrible on defense. Now, most of their acquisitions and draft picks were offensive. Um, LaMarcus Joyner, who had good time with the Rams and two like down years with the Raiders. He comes over, they get CJ Mosley back, but it looks like Robert Sala with his defensive coordinator background said, I will use my coaching to enhance the defense and we will use our resources to acquire better offensive talent. Um, Zach Wilson, when they get, like they got Becton last year, they got Vera Tucker this year and looking at their wide receiver core, Jameis Crowder, Denzel Mims, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Keenan Cole. They run five deep of guys who could potentially – there's a lot of twos on this roster all over the place. Jamison Crowder's done very well for them. So I still think this is going to be a bad football team. I still think they have a ways to go with a new head coach. But, man, they they didn't try and do too much at one time. They said, we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to get the offense first. And I, I think they acquired a lot of nice pieces that will make the Jets, even if they're bad record-wise – a good watch on a Thursday night or a Sunday game. Completely agree with you on a lot of things you just said there. And the one thing that I'm glad you brought it up, Makai Becton, gosh, there was a lot of offensive linemen taken last year in the draft. And there was even some later in the draft. And there was a lot of good offensive line play last year, but he was probably the best one. He was, And nobody talks about it because the Jets were freaking atrocious. I said they were the worst team in the league. Obviously Jacksonville won week one and then never won again. Um, and then the Jets didn't win a game until I believe like, week 13 or 14, and they won two in a row or something. Yeah, crazy I think it was shit. later than that. I think it was 15 and 16, and then they lost the last game of the year. Like, literally, they they, they screwed up getting Trevor Lawrence, but it is what it is. Um, this team has a lot of pieces. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's a lot of things you said. The fact that they have so many twos, Corey Davis included. I mean, he's probably a very good two, but... He was a two even last year to A.J. Brown. So um, it's interesting when you have a bunch of twos. I mean, New England's kind of done that forever. You know, they've never really had a number one guy except for Moss years back. But they mostly run with a bunch of twos or even some threes. So if you can make that work, it it can be done. Um, I'm excited to see what their running game is going to look like. I believe Frank Gore is even coming back for another year. I think he's coming back for another year, but I don't think the Jets have committed to him. I think he can still sign with any team right now. Okay. But I think he does want to play another year, but he might be waiting for a team to get injuries and pick him up, or maybe the Jets will. But 
I think he yeah. wants to play, but I don't think he's on a roster currently. Obviously, the biggest move this team made was moving off of Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. Um, and time will tell if Zach Wilson's the new guy. I don't ever believe, and I think you probably agree here, I don't think Sam Darnold ever got a fair shake on this team. They had bad offensive lines forever, Adam and they never had, Adam Gase obviously was a problem, and they never really had any weapons. COVID year, then he gets mono COVID. a different year, and then it's his rookie year. He never really did get a fair shake. Yeah. But here we go into the first five, unless you have something else to add. No, I was just going to transition with, it's funny enough, you know, they play Sam Darnold week one. Great I'm transition. Really, so really want to watch one, they're at, they're at Carolina. So Sam Darnold gets to host his old team. And I, I don't know when this game is played, but it is a fun, like, if you, if your team's not playing, it's a, it's a fun watch to flip over and just see how it is. So it's a one o'clock game on Sunday. Uh, I have Carolina winning that game and, and, simply for the fact that they're just way better than the Jets right now. I'm not saying the Jets can't maybe catch them at the end of the year, but right now they're they're light years ahead of them, I think. I have it as a loss. Yeah. Uh, week two versus the, at home against the Patriots, I think this is also a loss. The, the Jets went 0-6 in the division, and as of right now, they, they haven't quite closed that gap. I think it's a loss. Loss. Yeah. Uh, week three at Denver. I'm not high in Denver this year, but they are a million times better than the Jets. That's also a loss. Loss. <laughs> week four, they are home against the Titans. A lot of people have the Titans taking a step back. It won't matter. Titans roll. Loss. Four Jets. Week <laughs> Week five, home against the Falcons. The Falcons can struggle no. in outdoor game. Go ahead. Go ahead. You wanted to say something? I'm not 100% sure, but this game says at 9.30 a.m., so I believe this is a London game. The Titans? Li- no, the Falcons. The Jets are listed as the home team, but I think this is a London game because it's at 9.30 in the morning, and it's on NFL yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. So we have a London game here, the Jets and the Falcons in London. Um, that is important to know because I was just about to put the Falcons in New York, but they're not going to be in New York. They're going to be in London. Doesn't matter regardless. Falcons roll. I like the Jets. You like the Jets to beat I the think, Falcons I think here. the Jets can outscore the Falcons. I think it's a weak defense. I think it's the first game where Zach Wilson doesn't have a ton of pressure in his face. And I think he can sling the ball in this game. I don't ever like to predict the team 0-5 either. Um, but at the same time, in London, they're already 0-4. Maybe they're already starting to get desperate, you know, going forward on four downs, doing different things. I don't want to predict the play-by-play or nothing, but I think this is a winnable game for the Jets. And if they're going to win a game in their first five, I think it's the Falcons. But the Falcons winnable. could absolutely win this game too. Winnable, certainly. But I think that that is a is a tall ask. These t- these teams here, Carolina, New England, Denver, Titans, Falcons. I have all of them with minimum seven wins. The Jets I have with maybe two again. They beat it's the Rams ask. and Browns late last year, and just I mean they can do it. Yeah, I know there were certain reasons in different games, but and it's never a confident feeling going into a game saying, Hey, the jets are going to win, but yeah. I, I like to see them win here. But fine, yeah. Yeah. One I, I have them. I have them going into their week six by week at zero and five. 
you have them going into their week six bye week at one and four. I do have an important note here that I believe the two worst teams in the NFL this year are the Jets. Still, they have a little bit of work to do. They won't be terrible. They'll be undisciplined with rookies everywhere in, in new players and stuff. And obviously Robert Sala's got some work to do with that. I, I, they play with the Texans week 12 and I have the Texans as the worst team in the league, but with Deshaun Watson, it's hard to say. They just honestly have no talent. Um, they play week 12. Who knows? Maybe those teams are fighting for their first win on the year. That's why I put that there. Do I think that they're going 0 11? Probably not, but put it in there regardless. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, this team finished third in the division. Um, man, that's humbling. So we got the New England Patriots here, seven and nine last year. Uh, there's a lot of news and notes. I only put down a few things. We can get into so much things with this team because this is honestly one of the more interesting teams from last year to this year, in my opinion. Not even just biased. Um, this team spent the most money in free agency this offseason, more than uh, it had been more than anybody had spent in like 15 years. Um, they drafted Mac Jones in the first round. Uh, they they got a ton of opouts back from last year from COVID, but some of those players decided to actually just stay opt out or slash retire. Um, one of the big bring back though was is Dante Hightower, and then bringing back Kyle Van Noy, formal captain from the Miami Dolphins, back to the defense. Um, one thing you can't dispute about this team: it has a top five offensive line. It was definitely top five last year, and they upgraded. And the weakest position on this team for the last. 2018, 2019, 2020 has been the tight end position since Gronk retired, and they brought in two of the top 10. We'll just throw 10 out there as a number. Uh, they brought in two top tight end, two top 10 tight ends. Hard for me to say. It's very intriguing where this team can be at. They they mustered up seven wins last year, and I'm really not sure how. Um, but Cam Newton has been stated multiple times from Bill Belichick's mouth that he's a starter. So. Uh, I'm interested to see where this team can be. What do you have on the Patriots? Well, what I have on the Patriots is, you know, they still have J.C. Jackson. They get a healthy Stephon Gilmore. They have Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy. They draft um, a defensive tackle and a defensive end with two of their first three picks. You know, they bring back Van Noy, I mentioned. They're going to... This defense, I think, is going to revert what they were the year before COVID. I think this is going to be a defense that will be a top five defense again. Um, but what I went through with Cam, because it was first year without Brady last year, obviously, I kind of did that again. And I went through their 17 games. And even with Cam Newton, I think there's only seven games that they can't argue that they don't have the best quarterback in the game. Like, they have 10 games where even with Cam Newton, I feel they're going to have the better quarterback or it's debatable. And two of those quarterbacks that I think are better in Herbert and Tannehill, you know, I believe playing a good defense by Bill Belichick and having, you know, Tannehill, the Titans have a weak defense. I think those are winnable games too. But you look at the Texans, well, they have Watson. You look at the Colts, who's their starter. Trevor Lawrence, rookie against Bill Belichick. Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, who they've owned. Tua twice. You know, Zach Wilson twice. Will the Cowboys have Dak? So, you know, with his injuries that are going on right now. So I just looked at the quarterbacks and I was like, this team is going to have equal play at quarterback, if not be better. And their defense is going to favor them a lot. I, The Patriots should be, I believe, around a 9 or 10 win team. And they could be better than that. 
but I don't think they'll be worse. I think this is a nine or 10 win team. And this is a team when the last two or three weeks we're talking about, will they make the playoffs um, with the bills in division? I don't think they can win the division. You know, we'll see what happens. I think the bills are one of the top tier teams, but they are certainly a dangerous wild card team if they were to get in the playoffs. But that's how I look at it. And just because I mentioned the other ones, the quarterbacks they play, I believe are better than Cam Tannehill, Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady, and Josh Allen twice. I don't think that's crazy to say they're playing better than Cam. But again, the rest of them, Cam was playing real good before he got sick and hurt last year. I mean, we all, I mean, they almost beat the Seahawks. They were winning some early games. I don't know. I just, Bill Belichick, Cam Newton's second year in the offense, more tight ends. I think, uh, Damian Harris is at the running back. I think he's primed for a big year. So, you know, if anybody's listening, I think they're going to use a mixture of backs like always, obviously. Yeah. But I like the Patriots better than I did last year. I was kind of hard on them last year. And, you know, seven and nine isn't the best, but I think they'll be an improved team. I don't have their schedule in front of me. I I thought I did. I do have it, actually. So. I just think them drawing the, the NFC South and AFC South, it's yeah. a lot of weak quarterback play outside of Brady and Tannehill. Yeah, you're. We argued about, and I wouldn't say we argued, but we we funnily debated recently about very, where I yeah, had the Patriots. Brief text, yeah. Yeah, where I had the Patriots versus where you had the Patriots, and you 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 laughed at where I had them, but you, we weren't far off. You said they were nine or ten, and I, I put them. I think I said twelve. You said twelve and five. I, I've been saying twelve, but I almost feel like I've I've basically said like they will. I I put a guarantee on it. They will win twelve games this year. I I pretty much guaranteed it. And I'm I'm struggling. And even in a non-biased role, I picked them to lose a few different times last year. I can be unbiased when it comes to them without Tom Brady right now. If they have Tom Brady, I'm picking them to win every single game. Period. Bar none. I always I did. I can be bi- unbiased a little bit now. I'm struggling to find losses though. Miami. We split with them last year. We're better today than we were last year, and I think they're worse than they were last year. It'll be interesting to see where their quarterback play is. I do expect it to be better, but how much better? I think we're better in Miami. I think we're better than the Jets. I think we're better than the Saints. Saints are a good defensive team, but they have, we don't know a lot about the Saints right now. They well, could they be lost one of those. Drew Brees in week three, they might not have Michael Thomas against you guys. I mean, he's already out week one. Okay. It, um, we're not even saying wins or losses here, but we're we're getting there. Week four against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Normally, I would say that's an L, but Tom Brady coming back in Gillette Stadium, I would bet my bottom dollar. Bill Belichick has the best possible game plan ready to go for him. It's hard for me to predict that as an L. I understand Tampa's better. I'm not even arguing Tampa's not better, but yes, in a certain game situation, okay. At Texans, come on. Cowboys is a flip game. That's a flip game. Jets were better. The Chargers, we beat them 40-plus to zero last year. I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but I think we're better. Carolina, I think we're better. Browns probably beat us, but could see it as a flip game. I don't love Baker, obviously. You get him at home. Tennessee. Who knows? I I like Tennessee. A lot of people are down on Tennessee. The Bills are better than us, but I think we can get them once at some point this year, depending on how good we're playing. The Colts, I thought were better than us. Today, they're not. Will they be in December? Maybe. The Bills, again, obviously I said they're better. Jacksonville, I think we're better. Miami, I think we're better. If we're not as good as I think we are, we're still going to beat 12 of these teams, well, the, I think. The, it's the, hard the, for me to find losses. It's 
so so when people think of the Patriots, they think of kind of how bad they kind of looked, you know. But again, they had a first place schedule with Cam Newton, people dropping out, a lot of injuries. This year, they have a third seed schedule on a team that's coming up. Their quarterback play will be better. They have more offensive weapons. Their defense is healthier, and their front seven gets basically their two captains back that they didn't have last year. The defense should be a top three to five defense, if not potentially number one, and their offense will be improved. So this team theoretically should win double-digit games because not only third-place schedule, the two whole divisions they drew have, again, weak quarterback play. Saints, Panthers, and – well, not Falcons, but Saints and Panthers – and then the AFC South, you have a rookie. Deshaun Watson's probably not playing, and who knows who's quarterback in the Colts. And a lot of you would even say, well, even if it is Carson Wentz, do we know what he's going to be? So mm-hmm. you just have a lot of games in division, and with the, the way the scheduling happened, it's kind of like the perfect storm for the Patriots to get in the playoffs. Once they get there, it's like, okay, you're going to have you know the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens all floating around in there. Then you can say, oh, well, the Patriots, you know, playing against the best may lose. And that may be true, but I, saying this team's not going to make a wild card spot at 10 to 12 wins, I, I think their schedule is a perfect storm for where they're at. And I think the Patriots will win 10 games. They could win 12, like you're saying, but I, I feel comfortable. I don't know what Vegas has the over-under for the Patriots. I think it's nine and a half. If it's nine and a half, I would take the over all day on the on the New England Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, you said something before I got to it, and it's it's the best argument I could possibly have if you're sitting here today and saying I'm unbiased about all these teams are playing. There's six playoff teams on this schedule. They play 17 games. One of the playoff teams, they play twice. That's it. They can beat the teams that they're playing. They're better coached than every single team they're going to play. They don't have better quarterback play, but they're in, they're in competitive quarterback situations with some of these teams go ahead they added two pro bowl caliber tight ends yeah their former defensive player of the year corner played hurt last year and their best two players in the front seven one was in miami taking a little season vacation at the beach and the other one was staying safe all those players come back against a weaker schedule i just they're they're gonna whether you hate them because you hated Brady or you hate them or, or your resentment that's fine or, but if you have an open mind and you look at this the Patriots are going to win double digit games yeah I I'd even like them with Matt Jones the, the game plan would be don't turn the ball over and this defense can win games and they've always had a top three special teams unit I don't know what they do up there but they've always had great yeah. special teams yeah they do the one thing I will say if anybody you know I'll, I'll leave it on this New England's going to have a top five running game. I'm not saying they're going to have a top five rusher. They're going to have a top five running game between Cam, Sony, um, Damian Harris, and even their rookie that they drafted out Oklahoma. I, I forget his name already. They like where they're at with their running backs. Oh, and, of course, Sweet Feet, James White. And they love their offensive line. This team is going to beat they you up to- up front. What? Joe Tooney or whatever. So, he, yeah, they they lost Tooney. They're gonna they're gonna shift Shaq Mason over, and they brought they in. Uh, yes, thank you, Trent Brown from the yep. Raiders. Okay. They love their offensive line. They're gonna be just fine. Yeah, yeah. They're this team's gonna beat you up up front, and then they're gonna play really good defense and take the ball away, and they're gonna give Cam plenty of opportunities. This team's gonna be really good. I'm ex- I'm super excited about this team post Tom Brady and and defending my 
bandwagonist that I've had for 15 years now at this point. But watch out for my my. Let's go for the week first five games because I'm gonna get to my week four guarantee here in a minute. So versus the Dolphins week one. I like this team out of the gate. I think that they can beat the Dolphins at home. All right. Just tell me real quick. Do you have them at 5-0? and oh? No. Wait. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I do. Okay, I have Actually. the Patriots at 4-1. and one. I'll just get through it real Lost quick. Lost to Tampa. Home against the Miami at Jets. Home against the Saints. We all like the Patriots in those games, and they're going to destroy the Texans. Everyone will. Week yeah. four, we're going to differ. That's Most- fine. Most people yeah. on my side will see when the game's played. I know everyone, even if your team's on, you're going to find a second TV to have the New England Patriots versus Tampa it's Bay game. Football. It's Sunday night football. Everybody is going to be watching this game. going to pop the highest rating of the year. Yeah. And he's got his Patriots too emotional for Brady. I'll let you have your reasons. The The Bucks win, but let me know why they're not going to win. It's a, it's a double. It, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a double-edged sword. If Tom Brady wins, he beats all 32 teams, and I brag about it for a year, okay? If they lose, it's going to feel so good because, obviously, he left us, and, like, my my loyalty is to the Patriots. But I've often said that I'll I'll root for Tom Brady until I die, and I mean that. If if Tom Brady and I were playing a game of goldfish, I would root for Tom Brady, okay? Um, But he's playing the Patriots, and that's – they're my – I have them over him, slightly close okay bill belichick's gonna have the perfect game plan he knows this dude i just want to say something real quick have a secondary that goes up against their offense i, I like that i like matchup i just want to say something yeah if tom brady was a patriot and bill belichick was on the buccaneers and you said <laughs> bill belichick is gonna have the perfect game plan for tom brady you'd be like four touchdowns 300 yards no picks you know you would too. You know here's the, you here's would. the thing about here's the thing about this game. Most likely, if New England wins, Tom Brady has a really bad game. But do I anticipate Tom Brady having a really bad game? Absolutely not. It's. I want to reassess come week four, and we will on the Sunday live show. Obviously, obviously, because after the first three games, if this team's as good as I think they are, then I'll I'll back it up. But as of right now, I think they're beating the Bucs. Um, it'll be hard to say. Obviously, we're still, gosh, two months out. I mean, that game's in October, I think. October 3rd. So we're literally two months out. It's, a, it's August 5th or 6th. Yep. So, got two months for that game. A lot, of, a lot of football to be played and a lot of things to do. So we'll move yeah. on to the Dolphins. We've spent enough time in New England here. Uh, Miami finished second in the division. They were 10-6. and six. Um Number six in points allowed, though. This team was definitely backboned by their defense last year. Um, but here's my problem with this team. They cut two of their captains, Kyle Van Noy being one. I, uh, I, I lose the name of the other guy that they, they had cut. I think he was a he wasn't, I think he was a safety. Yeah, he was definitely a safety. And then their best corner has requested a trade. <laughs> He's not compensated. A um, couple of years back, the Dolphins spent a ton of money, and they've been – in pretty good cap situation because they've had a ton of draft picks that they've acquired um, through the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. And as well as the Tunsil trade, they've had so many first round picks um, that this team really hasn't had any cap situation. So I am down on this team, but I think they're still very well coached. Um, And they're one of the many question marks on the NFL season that I think 
can only be shaken out in the field. What's your opinions on the Dolphins? Um, I don't know how many teams have done this, but the Dolphins had a 100-yard rusher zero times last year. Um, so that's I know that was a big reason why a lot of people were shocked that they did not take Najee Harris with their second pick in the first round. But, you know, I like their draft. Jalen Waddell, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland, and uh, Liam Eikenberg. So I really like their draft. I do think they lose quite a bit on defense, and that was their bread and butter. But I think if I, I'm kind of looking at Xavier Howard, and to me, if you're on a team that's 10 and 6 with a great defensive head coach, and you request a trade, for me, I think that tells me he doesn't believe in the quarterback. I think he doesn't believe that this team can go further. I, I believe he wouldn't. If it's money, they would have paid him good money for a corner. But saying he wants top money, maybe I'm looking too much into it. Maybe it is all about securing the bag. But they would have extended him with a with a nice contract. I don't believe in Tua. And I think Xavier Howard's re- request has something to do with that effect as well. What, what's up? You just said something I want to make sure the listeners understand. He actually signed a contract extension, I believe, two years ago, like a four-year extension. It's not the money. He in his he has a long Twitter post. You'd have to go find it. I posted it on the okay. Real Talk page. He basically came out and said, when I signed this deal, I did not realize what I was signing. Oh, okay. We, we get that. Whatever. You signed for less money than you thought you should have. Okay. Which is end up what happened. He ended up signing for... Less than what is it, Byron Jones? Ten interceptions. Yeah, Byron Jones. Byron Jones is their second corner, and he basically said in the Twitter post, "I'm the best corner on the team, and I get I'm I'm the second pay, highest paid corner, and it's by a substantial margin." He yeah. wants to be pay bumped, and the fact that they haven't done this yet, it is the Miami Dolphins' fault. He's a top. Uh, I think Madden has him as a sixth corner in the league. Um, I think he's top five. And his stats show that he's top three over the last couple of years. Andrew Bradish, I think, put out a, a post, a blind resume between him and Stefan Gilmore. And, and his stats are better than Gilmore's over the last two years. I, I think someone just shared something. It's like over the past five seasons, he has like six more picks than the second guy. And he missed yeah. an entire year. Like, it's crazy the amount of takeaways this guy gets. But bringing it Good back play. to the Dolphins, I, I like all their acquisitions. You have to look in in the mirror at the Dolphins and say, do I like Tua? Because if you believe in Tua, this is a 12-win team. If you don't think Tua's good, I don't think their defense is good enough to carry a bad quarterback. Um, We'll see see on Tua. Um, I actually had a flip pick here in the first five um, from last week, but... You know, they add Jason McCourty, Will Fuller, or, yeah, Will Fuller, Malcolm Brown, power running back from the Rams. That didn't make any headlines somehow. More offensive line depth, playmaker at safety, pass rusher, fast wide receivers. I mean, they got a good core now. You brought up Will Fuller, right? Yeah. They got Will Fuller, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Parker. You know, they got Mike Gusecki at tight end. And then Uh they've got Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown in the backfield. They're building this team well. It's all on Tua. We're gonna they, have a, they have a great squad. As yeah, Colin fun. has said multiple times, he has till Thanksgiving. That's it. If you can't get this team rolling by Thanksgiving, you're done. We're out on you. Um, let's go over their first five. Okay. At, at New England week one, we just talked about it. We both have New England winning that game. 
Home against the Bills week two. Loss. Loss as well. Week three at the Las Vegas Raiders. I gave the Raiders the win in last week's pod, but I'm giving the Dolphins the win in this week's pod. It's a 50-50 game, and after a week of thinking on it, I, you know, I had to do a little bit more of a deep dive on the Dolphins. I do like their receiving core against a very, very weak secondary in the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to switch that over. Again, after these uh, after these division breakdowns, you know, I'm going to release my total all-game pick, no overlap every team. So I've been working on that. I'm giving the Dolphins a win week three. Yeah, I also had the Raiders winning last week, but I have the Dolphins winning this week. It's a coin. Um, it is 100. percent They're they're actually extremely close teams. If, if you swap the quarterbacks, the Dolphins would obliterate the Raiders. If you yes. swap quarterbacks, but yes. that's the most important position. And if you gave the, if you gave the Raiders the Dolphins defense, the Raiders would obliterate the Dolphins. Absolutely. <laughs> you could put the Raiders yeah. and Dolphins together. Yes, they could make a Pro Bowl roster between the two of them. <laughs> um, week four home against the Colts. As of right now, I don't see how anybody can pick the Colts confidently against the Dolphins. Yeah, I have a win for the Dolphins. Carson Wentz is yeah. down. They got Jacob Eason ain't beating the Dolphins defense. Week five, they don't travel far. They travel slightly north at Tampa Bay. I have Tampa beating them. Um, Yeah. Tampa comes home after the big win against the Patriots, slips up, you know, slips yeah. up to the Dolphins. Dolphins beat them. <laughs> really? I- Kidding. Buccaneers beat them. Honestly, that storyline, I could see that, especially because I, I do still have high hopes for Miami's defense. As of right now, Xavier Howard still said he's going to play business as normal. He's not holding out, but he's demanded a trade. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to dunk on him. Mike Evans struggles against elite physical corners. He struggles against Marshawn Lattimore, and that's it. Yeah, it is. That, that dude lives in his head. Nothing more to say on the Dolphins. I do have them starting two and three. The Raiders game is a complete coin flip game. I think the New England game could be a coin flip game, depending on whether New England is actually as good as I think they are. And the Colts, as of right now, if they can't get healthy, I think that's an automatic win for them. So they're an interesting team because they were 10 and six last year. They're going to play an extra game. I could see them being 10 and seven or even like a nine and eight. It's hard to say on them. Yeah, I don't know right now. Yeah. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills 13-3 and last year. They were the division champs. They were one of only two teams to score 500 points. Pretty nice feat. Um, them and the Packers are the only two teams to do it. Uh, and because of that, the Bills decided they wanted to pay Josh Allen. Uh, this oh. happened. This, 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 all the money they paid him today, um, right, right after lunch, sometime one, two o'clock, uh, Josh Allen received a contract extension for six years, 258 million, but here's the kicker. 150 is guaranteed is the most all time for a guaranteed money and it's most ever in bills history by over $90 million. And also just so some people know it's a six year not contract, six-year extension. He still has two years left on his current deal. So this basically makes it an eight-year deal. Josh Allen is with the Bills unless traded through 2028. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not mad. So it says right now $43 million a year. 
but since it's an extension, it'll be a little bit lower than that since it's going to, you know, average out over the next eight years, not six, but he's making a lot of money. I think it's worth it. I think he's doing well. Some people will say, well, look at his lead from year two to three. And some people will say, have you heard of Stefan Diggs? The matchup works. If they pay them both, you're going to favor their offense in a lot of games. I think I said it was like through week 12, at least they were the only team with 20 plus first downs in every game. Like they were just moving the ball all over everybody. So can't be mad at that. I'm if you're a bills fan this morning, you, or today, this afternoon, you, you've got to be on cloud nine. This team hasn't re-signed a quarterback, and I don't have I don't have the statistic. I it's got to be a long time. Terod Taylor. Honestly, who? Like Terod Taylor? Like they didn't resign him, did they? Like they, no, they brought him in on like a three-year deal. They let him play it out, and they let more. I mean, I'm this team has drafted any players before Allen. Dude, literally, I if I had to take a stab, I. M- I truly don't know. The Bills and didn't I, exist to me until they got Josh Allen. Yeah. Like, since I've watched football in ni- since 1995, it's like, until They're recently, five. I never heard about the Jaguars till they had that one good season. The Bills, it was just like, when well, the Bills just don't win. Like, that's just well, what it was. To me. And then now they got Josh Allen. There. They were never terrible enough to, to get the number one pick. And they, they didn't even get Josh Allen with the number one. They got him in, like, the seventh or eighth or ninth pick, didn't they? Right. Yeah. yeah, I think they traded so, up a little bit. They might got him at ten. Either way, they they stole Josh Allen, and the, congratulations, Bills fans. This uh, this is big news for you guys, in my opinion. Uh, you've got to be sitting here today and just we got our guy and we locked him up. That's what you literally want in your franchise to go out and get a quarterback for you to determine your future and then lock them up. Obviously, you want them to deliver Super Bowl trophies as well. So we'll see if that's gonna happen in time. Week one. Against your precious Steelers. They're home against the Steelers. I believe I had that as a W when we did the Steelers. I know that you kind of gave them one, but you didn't want to. Where are you sitting today? Bills win. Bills win. Okay, I also have the Bills winning. Week two at Miami Divisional game, Bills win. Bills win. Week three, home against the Washington football team. Bills win. Win. Okay, agreeing. Week four, whoo, against the Houston Texans. Texans win. Uh, this this one's gonna be ugly. Uh, if Deshaun Watson can't get anything going by week four, if he's even playing, this is. Gonna I think be week really... four. I think week four. They just might just be like, "Hey, Josh, rest up. We're gonna throw Mitch Trubisky in there this game." <laughs> <Screw> it. <laughs> Don't forget, Mitch Trubisky's on this roster, by the way. But yeah. that's neither here nor here. Yeah, I did see a funny meme. I'm gonna bring it up just because you brought it up. But uh, apparently, Josh Allen's overall in Madden this year is one down than what it started with last year. He didn't actually improve. He actually went down one. And people are joking that's because they put Mitchell Trubisky on the roster. It brought his QB rating down, like his QB knowledge. <laughs> Regardless, uh, yeah. week five at Kansas City. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at Kansas City's first five. I know I had Kansas City beating them. As of right now, they have their number. But I do think this is a fun game. I'm sure it's on a big primetime game. I don't have it in front of me, but um, I have the Chiefs winning. I also have the Chiefs winning, and this is Sunday night, October 10th, Bills versus uh, Chiefs. Sunday night game, it deserves to be. The Bills only need to do better at one thing, and that's pass rush. And their first two picks were defensive ends. One, Gregory Rousseau, who, you know, he fell to the third, like, elite pass rusher taken third or fourth when – 
he was number one on a lot of people's big boards, you know, coming into the draft. So to get him at 30, that's a nice pickup. And Carlos Basham, I think his name is, but he's out of Clemson. So, you know, they're producing big time players. Yeah. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders, don't forget about that pickup because Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley got a nice little setup going on. So we've done this every division. So go ahead. Go ahead. Just uh, when we did the Dolphins, I said they had a 100 yard rusher zero times. I misread my paper. They only had a 100 yard rusher once. The Bills, however, never had a 100 yard rusher. That's who it was. And I believe Josh Allen was a leading rusher for that team. And I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick was the leading rusher. Or no, that was two years ago. Sorry. The Dolphins have only had 100-yard rusher, though, in the last, like, four seasons, three seasons, something crazy. So you were off far. But, yeah, the Bills did not have a 100-yard rusher, and Josh Allen was their leading rusher. Josh Allen led their team in rushing one, two, three, four, in four different games. He led yeah. their team in rushing. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of people didn't even talk about this because Josh Allen, I think, threw 33 touchdowns last year. Do you have it in front of you? You don't? Okay. I think he threw 33 if I, I just pulling it out of my head. He also ran for like five or six. He had a, yeah, a, a phenomenal boy. year, and people didn't what? He's a big boy. Yeah, I mean, literally a great runner. That was really what put him on the map. Um, it's really when he got Stephon Diggs and started throwing it, everyone's like, holy shit. This that hurdle against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Tell you yeah. what, that's a team that could use Xavier Howard. Absolutely, they could. Absolutely, they could. Uh, well, we've done this every week, so we're going to do it again here. Who wins the AFC East? The Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Buffalo I, I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think it could be closer than people think with the Patriots. I think it will be very close, but I do have the Buffalo Bills winning it. Only because, as of right now, they're the more for sure thing. But I do think New England is clipping at their heels. Or, sorry, clipping at their heels. Come December, I think it's going to be a fun race. They do play each other December twenty-sixth. Watch out for that one. I, uh, I think that this team's probably thirteen and four, where New England, I think, is twelve and five. Yeah, I. When we we've disagreed on some things, but I think what gives the Bills the edge, even if it is close. I personally think, as much as I'm high in the Patriots and everything, I think the Bills go 6-0 and in division. I think that's what's going to be what makes them win the division, even if they have a good record. Because the Patriots, outside of the Bills and the Buccaneers, I think, which are three games I have them losing regardless, the rest are very winnable for the Patriots, I think. I think they should be favored in a lot of them. But, yeah. of course, we're going to disagree yeah. on that a little bit. But, yeah, it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, so you have the Bills. I have the Bills. Um, we both think New England is, a, is an obvious contender to them. But, all right. It's draft time. It's draft time. Draft time. We're going to get into – we're going to draft basically our, our top quarterbacks. And here's where the idea came from. Um, Brad and I really enjoyed drafting the top, I believe we did, 30 players. It was like 30 or 35 or something. In the NBA. And we went back and forth by creating our top, you know, ask. By players. the way, for our all for our listeners weekly, I stand by that Luca at number four. I stand by that. It's looking better by the day. Stand by that. It's looking better by the day. Um, but we wanted to do it here because we just we disagreed with a lot of the Madden ratings that are coming out. I think a lot of times they're they're just too biased to previous things or whatever. And uh, yeah, so here we go. Who wants to start? Honest. You, have the you want me to start? 
you can say okay. Mahomes, or you want me to say Mahomes? I'll, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the honors. All right. Because I think you'll do the right thing with two, but I'm not sure. But I'll do it regardless. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. And here's what we're going with, by the way. We're not doing 10 years, whatever. We're taking today, one game. Here we go. Season, whatever you want to call it. Patrick Mahomes is the best going quarterback. Into this the season. These are the rankings. Yep. The yep. yep. Number two is obviously Big Ben. I mean, the way he's. <laughs> it's Brady. <laughs> Brady's number two. Two guys that match up, match up in the Super Bowl, obviously. And the um, only people turning it off right now are Packers fans. Sorry. Those are, that's one and, and two. And you know what? The reigning MVP so, deserves to be number three, and he is. Aaron Rodgers is number three here. Okay? So right now, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and who's number four? I think one through four are not changeable. I have Russell Wilson as my number four. A lot of you are listening right now. And you're saying, Brad, Jeff, you guys all year said Russell Wilson was the best quarterback in the league. Russell Wilson is very good. So good. And we love him. He's a friend of the pod. He listens weekly, shoots us text here and there. Out of those four guys we just labeled, Wilson has by far the worst offensive line of these four quarterbacks. It's not good. And he still puts up the same style numbers. And I've argued this with people last year when this, this came up on the Real Talk Facebook page, who has the best weapons in the entire league. And a lot of people said Tampa. I actually was on record saying it was Seattle. I actually really like Seattle's weapons. And I still think they have the best two receivers. If we're just going two, they have the best. I really like what Seattle has. And regardless, we love Russ. But right now, he's four. He's behind Brady. He's behind Roger. He's behind Mahomes. Yeah. Um, I'm coming at number five here. I'm going to go something crazy. Cam Newton. I'm just joking. It's Josh Allen. It's AFC's quarterback here. Josh Allen at five. Yeah, number six. I know uh, we're looking at their record and the shambles and the allegations and stuff, but when he's on the field, Deshaun Watson is the sixth best quarterback right now in the NFL. And I, I struggled hard. I think right now if – if you were to ask me, I think I may take Deshaun Watson over Josh Allen. But I think Deshaun Watson, I think the world of Deshaun Watson. As a player, we'll see you. We're, we're not getting into politicals here. We only talk about football. That's what we do on this pod. If, we, if you guys are first-time listeners, we only talk football. Could care less about anything else. Same with the NBA. We don't care about your political views. We don't, we're here to talk sports. That's what Earth we're here is for. flat. We're not worried about it. This this is where me and Brad started to argue because, in my opinion, there's six top quarterbacks in this league, and then there's a slight break off, and there's room for argument from seven to about 12. I think there's a lot of guys that fit this mold. And if Brad was drafting here, I think I know who he would pick, but I'm going to take this guy, and I feel fine with this. Um, I've seen enough after one year that I'm okay with putting him here. I, I think it's Justin Herbert. I think he's the seventh best quarterback in the league, and gonna... I think he will prove that. And this isn't me just foreshadowing. I, I think he is right now, and I think he will prove that this year. I would just like to let people know, um, I I took probably an hour today and made three different lists. I had to throw papers away and redo it. I have Herbert as my eight. So I'm not I'm not baffled by that. But we could not disagree more on Lamar Jackson. We yeah. we honestly had to just stop the debate so that we could go in in a good mood to the to the division breakdowns. Um, I understand the inability to throw, some people may say, 
I would argue that he hasn't really had a great receiving core. That's not what the team's built through. We agreed on that. We did yep. agree on that. And Lamar Jackson is finally getting his his players in the in the in the wide receiver. And you're gonna have Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, blah blah blah. But anyway, I just think although his throwing may lack what he does well, he does so much better and he's so much different and at times unstoppable Lamar Jackson can't drop any further than eight but I could understand people's pushback on throwing ability but he is an NFL MVP he wins a ton of games got the monkey off his back winning a playoff game but moving on and this is where Brad and I started to get into disagreements because I think I probably have him at 10 or 11 and there's a couple guys I would take in front of him this next guy I'm between two here, and I'm I'm interested to see if Wait, can if I guess? Brad... Go ahead. Is it between Dak and Kyler? It is. Okay. I have them as my next two as well. Okay. I It's hard to really put one above the other, but I'm going to put this guy at nine because I just think he's bigger and more physical. Dak Prescott. It's it's really hard. It's 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 a tough one, but I put Dak there at nine. Um, and I really um, like what he was doing before injury. It's hard to really – he's so it, good. It came down to the injuries, why I took Murray over Dak, but I'm putting Murray at number 10. But, again, <clears throat> you could say in a vacuum, would these guys be the same? You know, I don't know. But what I do know is I saw what Murray did with DeAndre Hopkins, and I know what Dak does with his trio of receivers. And I like both of them at the quarterback position, and I think that rounds out your top 10 in whatever order you have them in. Maybe there's a lot of Browns fans listening that are like, how's Baker not in the top 10, or Derek Carr. We'll get into these guys, but uh, Murray, number 10, who you got at 11? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, no matter what you think on a player, Lamar Jackson probably falls in this category. The stats have to then matter, no matter what. And this player has fallen far enough, even though I think there's arguments that two players, maybe three, you could put ahead of them. But I'm going to have to put Matt Ryan. You just have to. Hmm. I know that you think he's Kirk Cousins, and that's fine. I just It's funny because I have him pretty low on my list. But, uh, and, and I know you do, but that's why there's two of us to take right, out the bias. Obviously. Ryan at 11. Uh, I'm going to put Baker at 12. I'm going to put Baker at 12. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. That is really tough. Over Tannehill, over Carr, over Burrow. Yeah, I've heard enough. That's fine. Um, (laughs) That's that's really tough. Um, It's hard to to grade him with how talented the offense is around him. But the year he had last year, Baker can be 12. Yeah, that's uh I know that we argued over Lamar Jackson. We're not gonna get into a huge debate here, but that's I think fun. that he's at best twenty. So we'll just throw that out there. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, I'm being I'm being fair too, I think. Wow. I the fact that you even put him over Big Ben right now is a little and we talked about this back in the, the North pod, so it's hard to really get into it. But anyways, we'll stick we'll stay on this. I don't wanna get too far off. Um I really like Joe Burrow. I want to put that out there, but I don't think he's he's it's harder to really put him in here. So I'm going with the more established guy. I've always said he's great. I really believe this is the year. Matthew Stafford. 
I have Stafford at 17 on my list. Wow. Wow. Okay. I think you'll pay for that one. So we reversed Baker and Stafford. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm at 14. I'm going to put Derek Carr. Yeah, he was he was going to be next for me. So That's cool. we 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 agree here. Um this guy has since coming to this team Patrick Mahomes like numbers and nobody talks about it. It's hard to put him here because of I feel like and I think a lot of people are like this. We get trapped into his dolphin days and we assume it's coming to an end. As of right now it hasn't. Ryan Tannehill deserves to be number fifteen. Um, it's a toss up between two guys here. Um, I have Burrow and Big Ben both here about this mark. So uh, I'm just going to put Big Burrow at sixteen. <laughs> so Joe Burrow and Big Ben at, at a at a two way tie. You got the 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 six game player, and you got. The 17. Yeah, and that's it. It's because of the injury. I just wanted to yeah. see some more yeah. from Bro. Um, and the near misses. I only ranked two more guys. I got Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins right yeah. outside the top so, 16. I'm glad you brought up Jimmy G. I didn't know if he'd even be on your list. I have him as better than Baker, by the way. Um, and it, when healthy, I think he is. Um, I would also put Trevor Lawrence above Baker Mayfield. I do. I, I didn't want to put any rookies that I haven't seen yet. But the thing is, is when you say like Tannehill trapped in his dolphin days, I mean, how many times do we get up here and just like mock at how, like we thought the coaches for the Browns ate crayons. He gets Kevin Stefanski. And I mean, I get that the whole roster is good, but like, can I have till Halloween? Yeah. And, and that's fine. But you need till I, Halloween. I don't, I don't have any problem putting bake, but again, when we set our tiers, we said, you know, from about seven to 15, seven to 16, it's kind of like, you know, what do you like? And again, Stafford at 13, I have him at 17 on my list. Let's just say this. I anticipate him having a better year with the Rams, Mm -hmm. but going off what I've seen. I would take, I put, I told you guys, I thought Lamar Jackson's roughly 10 to 12. He's light years better than Baker. Like that's just that's where I'm at. Like I just I need I, I to agree, so I had Lamar more. Jackson at I know you did. seven on my tier I one. I also would have put Tannehill above Baker. I would have put who else here? Stafford above Baker. Joe, Joe I, Burrow I, above I, Baker. Like you know, we agreed on the top ten. On my list, eleven, twelve, thirteen was Baker, Carr, and Tannehill. They were kind of like all interchangeable yeah. there. Yeah. You're just a little higher, and I mean Matt Ryan and Stafford. I dropped down, so it kind of pushed everyone. And, up. and Matt Ryan is it is strictly stats. At the you end know, of the day, he has a Super Bowl appearance. Say what you want; okay. he's an MVP of this league, and he has a ton of stats. And At maybe what point do we have to consider that something? And maybe just a little backstory. You know, I've gotten to so many arguments with people three, four years ago when they tried to tell me Matt Ryan's better than Andrew Luck, and I think maybe that's built up some resentment towards Matt Ryan arguing with these people because everyone knows what I thought of Andrew Luck, what I still think of Andrew Luck. So, But that's our top 16. We'll run it back right here, 16 to 1. We've got Big Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> Matt Ryan, 
top 10, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. And our top six was the same on both papers. Watson, Allen, Wilson, Rogers, Brady, Mahomes. I think there that's a good list. I think it's a great list. People can nitpick every list, but tell me you're messing with that top six. And we're, we're not here to discuss Madden overalls or anything like that. We just, this is one game, one season, whatever you want to say, going into this season, where are these guys at? Where are we ranking them? Um, we love the top eight or nine, 10. We love the top 10, probably. Uh, everybody else is uh, needing some help. Top 16. I think we're spoiled. I we think are we're spo- First off, we're like extremely spoiled. All the way to the 17. Jags have Trevor Lawrence now. Yeah. You're like, telling me 17, I'm stuck with Joe Burrow or Big Ben? Like, come on. The Bengals have a quarterback. The Jaguars have a quarterback. And it's yet to be seen if the Jets do. But we, we're we pretty sure Tra- Trevor Lawrence can play. We know Burrow can play. We know Herbert can play. A lot of teams, we just talked about Josh Allen getting a contract extension. The Bills have sucked for forever. <laughs> the Lions have Jared Goff. He's not even terrible. Yeah. I mean, Sam Arnold with the Panthers. There's may come alive. Daniel oh, I, Jones, I do like Daniel Jones there. is littered with weapons. I mean, can he take the turnovers out of it? Year two with Joe Judge. Ah, it's so fun. Love the NFL. And we're almost back. I mean, Steelers, just like last year. We don't lose early. Shoot, one and oh. Come on. You guys, I could talk with sports with Brad all day long. I could uh, talk sports with all of you for hours and hours and hours. But that's it. That's the end of the pod. We uh, gave you the AFC East. We gave you our top 16 quarterbacks. We're going to do a new position group next time. I'm sorry this pod came in a little bit late, but it kind of worked out because Josh Allen signed his deal today, and it worked out for the pod. So Absolutely. We will see you guys next time. Go Patriots. Go Steelers.